this was a rough one. This was a real bad one. <laughs> I mean, like a very good episode of Criminal yeah. Minds. One yeah. of, I think, the best early episodes of Criminal mm-hmm. Minds all around. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal ep. Bad for your brain. Bad for my brain. Bad for <laughs> your brain. Bad for everyone's brain. It was... Rough. Rough. It was... Okay, there was... <laughs> Here's the thing, right? It uh-huh. was very serious and it got me. I was like, this is real. Especially now we know how extensive, like, internet pedophile rings can be. But the way they were talking about technology was yeah. so stupid. And I yeah. kept being like, I don't want to laugh, though, at this. I don't want to <laughs> laugh, but I also do need to laugh at something. Right. It was like, I want to make fun of the 2006 technology, but at the same time, like, they're not wrong, right? <laughs> so it's They're like not incorrect. I'm like, I, I'm like, it sounds stupid because it was 2006, but also like, this is a very real issue we're facing more than ever today. So I feel like I shouldn't be laughing when they're like, "LOL," laughing out loud. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And also, I needed something for this episode. Something. I've also got some good Janelope notes. Ooh. Um, yeah. They were uh, very fun this episode. They were so good. Okay, hold on, wait. Okay. Since we've already started, B, what if we continue this conversation as part of a podcast called Wheels Up about criminal minds that you and I could do together. Oh my gosh, James, I would, I just mispronounced your name horribly. James, I would love, <laughs> would you. love to speak about season two, episode two, P911. P911. With you. Do you understand the joke, or not the joke, but like the name? I, I really don't actually, I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Um... Basically, uh, public schools, like, do you remember Hey Arnold? Yeah. Vaguely. The high school he went to was like P41. Oh. So it's like, I think it's, I think the P is like public school. Like my mom, when she lived in New York as a kid, went to like P53 or something like that, you know? So I think the P says okay. like public school. So the P911 is like, it's a, cause it's a school. You yeah. know, but it's okay. But it's nine one one because it's an emergency. Is this the first episode that makes you think Criminal Minds can be a good show? I was just going to say on that. Your heartstrings. Is this maybe the first time that everybody's like, "Whoa, Criminal Minds can be good." I was just. Gonna, I was like literally going to say that. I think this is the <laughs> first episode where I was like emotionally connected, and you know why? Katie, Little soldier. Oh, Katie's also very good. Katie and that little soldier right that at the end. That little soldier, the soldier gets me every time. I think also, <gasps> and I'm I'm giving a little spoiler to Morgan's character, um, but we find out very soon anyway. Um, yeah. Derek was abused as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll leave it at that. But I think knowing that, like, I don't know if like Shamar Moore knew that yet, you know, or like the mm-hmm. writers knew that yet, but... We knew that, you know? Yeah. And so there's a couple moments in this episode where Derek gets really angry and Gideon yeah. is like, you need to walk away. I think I, I think there's no way to play those off other than Shamar Moore and the writers did know that part yeah. of his character. Yeah, I think so too. 
it's really good. I think this episode is a really good yeah sign of things to come, right? Because yes. there's two. Because like there's that there's all Derek's moments, and then the um we'll talk about it at the end. But I think it mm -hmm. also does really good setup for I don't know if I can get out of this. Yes, I think it does a really good job of setting that yes. up for things they didn't even know were coming yet. You know, yeah. like you, you, they knew Elle was leaving, but like they didn't know that Gideon would be leaving at the end of the season two. Right. And I think it works very well as like this is one that starts to like show the cracks of the foundation. This is where yeah. your tree and your faith start to be shaken. I think also like we talked about how in season one, um, they do they bring like Max Ryan in to show like you can never really leave and they like uh -huh. Elle has those doubts and like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but at the same time I think they are like but this team can handle it or like but this team will get through it these people but are they'll stronger. be okay yeah they'll be okay um but I think this episode when Katie is like you know, Hotch says at the end, like, you have been in your position for the longest anyone ever has. Maybe you should think about, like, getting out of it. And she's like, I don't think I can, you know, and I think it really shows this, like, you know, at some point, the job becomes your personality, you tie your identity mm -hmm. to the position. And I think you're right that that does kind of, like, foreshadow Gideon you know where like he reaches a point where he can no longer separate like work life and not work life you know yeah. and that's when he knows it's too far and I think that that like I don't know if I can get out anymore line I think it works for both L and Gideon but I think it definitely like hurts more when you think about it in respect to Gideon yeah. Cuz like Elle gets out in a weird yeah. way she she escapes, right? Yeah. In in a not good way. Well, in a kind it's we'll talk about it. But like she <laughs> leaves yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. But then Gideon leaves and it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. And I, I think that's just like so Oh. I also think show. it I know. I I hate this show. I love this show. Um I also think it says something about Hotch, you know, because we're entering a season of Hotch's marital struggles. Yeah, true. You know, true. we see like here and in, I think the, you know, the thing happens like mid season three, um, but we see him begin choosing work over family, you know? Yeah. So when Katie is like, I don't think I can get out anymore, you know, Hotch ends up in that same place where he's like, I ha I have to do this job. It yeah. is who I am, you know? You yeah. kind of, like, see that. And I don't think Thomas Gibson would have left the show. I don't think Hotch would have quit um, if what happened hadn't happened, you know? I think Hotch is in that position, too, where he's just, yeah. like, fully, like, identifying as an agent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. We should yeah. talk about this episode, actually. Sure. We should kind of um, walk through it. We can be as brief as we need to be um, <laughs> because, yeah. and I'll probably cut this to put it at the very beginning of the episode. Hey guys, mm -hmm. trigger warning for child pornography, pedophilia, 
pretty much everything under the sun abuse, in that umbrella. Trafficking. Abuse, trafficking. There's yeah. a whole lot going on here. Uh, and like like we said, it's a toughie. It's a tough one to to go through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just trigger warning up top, just so y'all know. Yeah. Now we'll go into the episode. Okay. So we start off with this like it's like a security camera webcam, you know, we don't know yet, of a yeah. kid mm-hmm. in I thought it was a shipping container because it had that's, that shape. That's what I constantly thought that it was Me because too. of the shape. Yeah, but I guess it was just like the a wall. hallway. Yeah. yeah they Reed, never really like talked about it. Later, Reed says like it's like a hallway, but smaller. Um, but that wouldn't be a big hallway. <laughs> like that's yeah. a wide hallway. I don't know. Anyway, he's in a part of the house. The dad has we learned later, built a wall. Just walled him in. Just walled him in. Um, but then, like, how does he get food in? Yeah, and how does that the toilet the- flush? I wonder if, like, maybe it was, like, a hallway bathroom that the dad, like, refinished and, like... Oh, you know, that could make some sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I also wonder if the kid had only been in there for, like, the auction period. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. Because he had just, like, there was no way to get him food. It was literally, like, there was a cooler sitting there with a little, like, sandwich and stuff on top of it. Yeah. So I think think he was walled in, like... Just there. Just that, like, 48 hours. Yeah, because they say later, like, the unsub... um, was anticipating being trapped and anticipating being investigated. Yeah. So I think that like everything was fine. And then he got walled up for the purpose of the auction. Yeah. Um, okay. And the, and the, it's padded, I guess for sound. Yeah. Cause the kid wasn't like throwing himself around. Yeah. Uh, it was just sound. It was just like yeah. uh, the like triangles of soundproofing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, on one corner, there was, like, a mattress. It was, like, so weird. Um, it was anyway. really weird. It was weird. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, a mask with a camera, like, in the mouth of it. Like, a yeah. head on the wall. The kid was super chill with it, though. <laughs> the kid was like, was okay. super weird. Was that maybe super... to get him to, like, make eye contact with the yeah, camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he was going to talk to the camera and, like, look at the camera. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, But also, like, the kid was just like, all right, I guess this is the mask I talk to now. Like, <laughs> it was, like, weird. I don't know. It was so weird. The kid, that was the thing that made me confused about how long the kid had been in there. That kid was so chill. So casual. Like, like he was like, can I get out? I've been good. Like you said, if I was good, I can get out. But, but like your dad, your quote unquote dad walled you up and you're like chill with it. Was he like, is this just for like a little bit? But also like, you have to think he was with him for like, what, six years? Like something like that. So the damage that that would do to he like just like your perception of like what's okay and what's not. That's true because even at the end when the dad like put him in a fucking box, he like got out and was like, "Where's my dad?" You know, yeah. he's like, "This is so normal for him." You're right. Yeah, I don't blame. <laughs> 
the kid in this situation, flawless. Flawless. Whatever you're doing, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're good. Yeah. It's not on you. You didn't do this to yourself. It's not on you. These are just some whack-ass mm-hmm. circumstances, yes. my guy. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Whack-ass circumstances. Um, and he has a toy soldier named Jack. Great. Um, okay, so. Uh, Literally. Oh, my God. The ending. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> when he's like, this is Jack, and she starts getting teary-eyed, I was like, no, no, no. Oh, okay. We have to get there. We have to get there. We have to get there. Okay, continue. I literally had to keep pausing this episode to go watch some like shitty YouTube drama commentary <laughs> because I would like watch like 15 minutes and then be like, I need a break and like, go watch something else. I I promised myself that if I watched this episode because i watched this episode like yesterday and i was like Mm. okay but i need to rewatch it today when we're gonna record to like get my thoughts in order i was like i don't want to just like straight up no chaser (laughs) do this and so i was like (laughs) you know what if i get through this then i can watch like the next episodes of arcane which is a very good show everybody should fucking watch arcane and that was my reward for it the camera is being watched by a woman her name's amanda we learned way later um, who works for the Crimes Against Children Unit in College Park, Maryland, which is very close to me, actually. Um, also, she is played by Jody Lynn O'Keefe, who is my favorite guest star on Criminal Minds because she was also in The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> she was Jesus. Dr. Joe Laughlin in The Vampire Diaries. She was a bright spark in the terrible shit show that was season six on Word of TVD. She is the love <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. We can continue now. Okay, you're fine. Uh, I saw that it was like College Park, Maryland. I was like, hey, <laughs> that's very close to me. I got a weird moment of like, Okay, <laughs> this is how people feel when a Criminal Minds episode takes place in their city. I was like, hey, that's me. Like, <laughs> This um, is how I feel every time there's a Kansas City episode. I'm like, wait, I work over there. Yeah. Like, like, Whole Foods I go to is yeah. College Park. You know, like, it's like right there. Um, anyway, so I actually looked it up. So I was like, oh, is this like a real thing? And it is. They deal with, the priorities are abductions, contact offenses, like touching, Sexploitation, child pornography, international parental kidnapping, which was a fancy. I was like, ooh. ooh <laughs> which yeah. is like when people, it was, the description of it was like kids being taken out of the country to like avoid lawful parental rights. Stuff like that. You know, just like taking your kid and running, basically. Yeah. Um, but it is a real unit and they do that kind of stuff, you know. And then they said they, like, also look after, like, other crimes against children. But, like, these are their priorities. And the rest is, like, if it comes to them or if they have more resources available, like, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, I it sounds like they're doing good work. So, good for them. Um, okay. So, the woman's watching the Shout video. out to them. The shout real heroes. To, shout out to them. Um, and then they the woman is like, oh, my God, it's Peter. Um, they say that, like, goes to Katie, who's the boss. Um, the video was posted an hour ago. Um, and the woman types in VNHO. And they, Criminal Minds, it does the thing where, like, everybody in the room would know what the acronym stood for. 
Yeah. But we don't know. So it's like VNHO, which is like very nice how old or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And it was just like, we get it. So then they're like, we need to chat the, we need to track the chat room. They got the site link. There's an auction clock. And then she's like, call Aaron Hotchner at the BAQ. And she does it just like that. She does look over directly at the camera like James just looked directly at me and go, (laughs) Paul Aaron Hotchner at the BAU. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, there is a lot of direct camera eye contact this episode. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, like not just from the kid, but there's one scene where Hotch is driving and he looks right into the camera and says, let's hope JJ bought us some time. And I was just like, I mean, I'm not JJ. Why are you looking at me like that? Like, <laughs> why are you looking at me right why, now? Why I'm just you... watching the show. <laughs> Literally any time, you know, because I, I screen cap and I stuff like that. And every time I'm like going through and then the person like looks right at the camera. I'm like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm not supposed to be here. No. Yeah, I'm literally I feel like, like I got caught in some place I shouldn't be. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. Shit. <laughs> like I'm standing in the corner of the room watching these FBI agents, and they just noticed me in like the air vent. You know, I'm like, don't look at me. I'm not a part of this. <laughs> okay. So, Reed starts saying some very depressing statistics. Yeah, why did they just have him info dump depressing statistics right off the bat? They literally said, oh, we're going to make you. They said, listen, Fisher King part two, wishy-washy. This one, this one will get you. And it does. And And they're right. It really does. I really feel like this is a good, you know, we talk about how like early season two is basically season one. This was a really good like step upward in, in emotional Quality. In quality, just period. Everything just period. is better yeah. this episode. Yeah, I like. And totally... I completely agree with you. I think this is, like I said, this is like one of those first episodes that's like, wow, Criminal Minds is a good show. Yeah, and I think you know, right now on my like, you know, making edits and things, I'm, uh, I just watched Elle's last episode, and or I just watched the yeah Elle's last episode, um. And there's some great character moments. Like, they're really, it's like every episode, they get a little closer, a little closer, a little closer. And then when Emily finally shows up, it's like, there it is. Um, This is the show. Yeah, exactly. So this episode was a lot. was good. But it was a lot in a good way. A lot in a good way, yeah. I mean, it it upset me, which is good. It it did it. The rest of Criminal Minds, we've been shit-talking. And this one, this one fucking got me. (laughs) This one gets you. Yeah. Um, Okay. So Reed says that there's 40,000 like files of child pornography uploaded like per year and like 20 new children appear on like the child black market and whatever. Um, And then I wrote hot Reed. (laughs) He looks hot in this episode. He looks much better in this episode. He got a haircut. He's got his hair a little like slicked back. He had got a cute little cardigan on. He's got the same glasses my wife has. (laughs) (laughs) I literally was like, oh no. Did you, <laughs> has your wife accidentally Pavloved you into getting attracted when you see those glasses? Is that oh, what this is? no. I think that's what this is, James. James, I'm, I'm, so, to sorry. <laughs> I'm just, so sorry. How dare she? That's rude as I'm shit. I'm so sorry. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's actually so um, funny, though. But JJ, on the other hand, has like a MySpace scene girl haircut this episode with like it's the weird. swoopy and then it's like I saw her and I was like why does she look like 
a middle schooler in 2007. Like she's got that exact haircut. I was like, uh-oh. Um, oh no. Oh no, yeah. So then we find out that Katie was one of the first BAU members and she specialized in like child, like forensics or something like that. Forensic yeah, psychology. He said that she was like a clinical psychologist or yes, whatever and that know. she was brilliant. Yeah, but she was one of the first BAU members, which confused me because during the Max Fine episode, it was like, the whole thing was that it was like a boys club. I mean, I guess maybe they're talking about it like she was one of the first members of like the BAU team when it became like a team and not just like people who do this. Because they kind of, it, it, they confuse me all the time with this because I know. like Rossi when Rossi comes in, There's he a makes a lot thing about of it. stuff about how like he doesn't work together. So I wonder if maybe Kate Kate was like one of the first people who was like, no, this needs to be a team effort. Maybe. That's what because, I kind of guessed. But it's also like they talk about how like Max Ryan basically started the BAU team. But yeah. then later we get like a whole flashback thing of Rossi and Gideon going around starting the team so it's like how did they really do it and then they like talk about a jet and then rossi shows up and it's like oh we have a jet now and so it's like yeah i don't uh, think they know i don't think criminal minds knows the timeline of the behavioral analysis unit i don't think criminal minds knows the timeline of anything remember i don't think knows the timeline (laughs) at all i will throw hands with criminal minds all right katie arrives super cool confident uh, and then she's like we can't track it because the site was routed through like belarus and like even if they were a friendly government like the paperwork would take forever and then jj says we don't need to worry about paperwork we have garcia and like I, which is <sighs> cool i get it also illegal <laughs> you're the government <laughs> I like I get it. Like cool Garcia can do anything. But then also like so Garcia's gonna hack an unfriendly Eastern European government. Government? For and for what? Like <laughs> It's so like I get that it's cool and fun on TV when the good guys do good guy things, but also you're the government. Like if you, there's like, anybody who should follow the rules, it's you guys. Like, what? I'm sorry. Is this gonna? You're the FBI. Like, I know you're like cool, like you know, loser nerds. But like, you like Belarus is gonna be like, hey, the FBI like hacked our internet. <laughs> so that does kind of feel like an act of war. Like that does certainly me? feel like unfriendly relations yes. with a foreign country. Like, yes, I get that you're the cool loser nerds on TV or whatever, but like that's also <laughs> super illegal. And nothing ever really comes of the fact that they're like, let's just hack a foreign government. <laughs> Like, this is not the last time it happened either. Oh no! But this episode is so funny because it ends up. They're not so mattering. chill about it. It doesn't matter. Nothing comes of it. <laughs> and I just this is the beginning though of Criminal Minds being super wishy washy on like. Do we follow the rules? <laughs> do we do we follow the law? Do we do the law, or are we above the law, or are we? caught 
but this is the like like literally in season one in ldsk jj is like i've decided that you not giving me this guy's phone number is an act of domestic terrorism patriot act his ass and then in season two episode 10 lessons learned jj's like is it legal to have all these text messages Wow, the Patriot Act is super sketchy. It's like criminal minds. <laughs> Literally, criminal you minds cannot can't be decide both. if it wants to be propaganda or not. It yeah. really cannot decide. Yeah, and this is one of those episodes where it's like, this is like when Reed said, "Mom, I'm not the government," and it's like, "You Reed, are the government," but like you are the government. And the same thing, Gussie is like, "Oh yeah, I'll just hack him," and it's like, "You're the FBI. Like you can't just like go hacking." countries we were formerly in a cold war with like <laughs> he but says I also, think, I also think it is very funny because you can technically make the you can make the argument that she's not hacking the country of belarus she's hacking a server farm that is located within the country of belarus controlled by the country of belarus right so you can make that distinction they I, don't they're I, just like fuck it belarus no i can argue against this yeah because i could 100 are you ready for this yeah i'm so ready um so like apps that do gambling websites that do like online gambling yeah they are not allowed to exist in the united states so they exist in the country of i think it's caraco but they are licensed there because it is legal there right and the united states cannot go there and say stop doing this because it is under even though it's like a private company that just happens to be licensed over there that government has given that license making it like them so the u.s government can't go over there and say shut this shit down it's illegal because it's not illegal there so the u.s government i don't think can go to belarus and say hey this company needs to give me other info because it's not a u.s company it's a belarus Rusin company. Belarusian? Belarusian yeah. company. No, you're correct. I just think it's very funny that they could have gone into this and they could have talked about this a little bit more, but they're just like, nah, let's just hack the government of Belarus. Let's go, baby. Let's I, go I know. And then, and then they like do make it a thing in season two, episode 20, when like they need to get into like the Russian banks and Russia's like, no, thank you. <laughs> you know? And they're like, well, all right. Um, and Garcia's all like, I have to hack Russia? And it's like, dude, Belarus is like the same thing. It's Not, like no, no 50 insult. feet away from, yeah. uh, from Russia. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I don't understand why episode two, it's like chill, chill, chill. But in episode 20, it's like a thing. Um, all right. Anyway, <laughs> that's our tangent on Eastern European politics. <laughs> I didn't even know Belarus was in Eastern Europe. I thought it was on the Mediterranean. I'm so sorry. Belarus is literally translates to like below Russia. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just don't know the names of those countries. I'm so sorry. Doesn't oh, it? Oh, it's not. It's not way farther away than I thought it was. I mean, the Mediterranean just... isn't that far from Eastern Europe. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You were both right. Okay, actually, no. It's just right above Ukraine. So, yes. like. It's pretty close. It's also yeah. pretty close to the Baltic. Yeah, okay, never mind. I'm 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 giving myself half We're a point. We're both right. For that. We're both right. <laughs> Give myself half a point. Let's continue. Right. A year ago when they were trying to find Peter, 
they were like, okay, we all we figured out was that he was in the Eastern U.S. Like, that's it. And then Derek is like, mm-hmm, I'm sorry, but like, all due respect, um, what's different this time? And I was like, Derek, my boy, why <laughs> are we back to this again? Why are we questioning people again, Derek? Uh, but then they were like, we have a starting point, um, which is, I guess, the first investigation and the auction, and then um, the BAU. And yeah, they said they yeah. have all the people they talked to last time. They yeah. talked to offenders on the East Coast. Yeah. So they um, have like they have starting information now at least. Yeah. Also, we find out later, and I thought this was like super tragic that like it wasn't necessarily that they like the case went cold or whatever. It's that like Katie had to make the decision to focus on other children. Yeah. Like it like was taking too long to find this kid and there were like other kids they could find faster. So she had to like make the decision to yeah. stop looking for him. Which is so tragic Ooh, because how yeah. do you make that risk assessment of like this kid will right. be okay? Like I think if it's there are less other kids in more... it's so how it's... do you make that risk assessment? I don't know. It's, it, that it's would less... just kill me inside. It's less even like this kid'll be okay and more like we have to accept that this kid is a lost cause and yeah. go save these other kids instead. I mean, that's why at the end she's like, fuck me, right? <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. oh. I know. It's rough. And, okay. And then we found out that the um, chat room company is in Cleveland, Ohio. They so, really just go trotting to a bunch of random places this episode. They really do. And it's like, ugh, did you need like, to? Yeah. It's a lot. Of, did you need to do this? There's a lot happening this episode. Um, okay. Elle comes in, short hair. She's all nervous and like a little tearful and like, oh. Rita and Elle have like a cute moment where she's like, nice haircut. And he's like, thanks. I like yours too. They both have um, cute, I will say, they both have cute haircuts. And I do like do. this moment of like sibling, like bonding, like, oh, is that a boy's regular? Like, <laughs> you said sibling. So I was cute. about to be like, Spencer writes. <laughs> um, okay. They're so fun. Oh, and then Hotch is like, you can't go back. And now goes, please, I'm looking forward to watching soap operas. And we just goes, oh, which ones? <laughs> and I was like, oh, Reed loves a soap opera. Okay. I love, that's such a fun Spencer Reed fact that I don't hear near enough. Is that he loves soap operas. He loves soap operas. You know that he and Garcia. Oh, my God. Their watch. wine nights must, yes. must be legendary. <laughs> It's just getting drunk, eating, you know, that food that's safe for those delicate, delicate white boy tummies (laughs) and watching soap operas. I think they would actually have a really great time doing it. I also think it's such a good way to like just clear your brain, just turn your brain off and watch TV. Mindless television. That's why I like the vampire diaries is you can just turn (laughs) off your brain. Yeah. Um, okay, Ella's like, I have to come back, I have to come back. And Hotch is like, okay, but you're not allowed in the field, so go with Reed to the uh child against crimes against children. I almost said child against crimes. <laughs> child against crimes. You've heard of regular adult police. Now get ready for the toddler brigade. It's Japanese, <laughs> baby. It's a cab, but instead of a C, it's a K. All kids are bad. <laughs> you know. Um, sorry. <laughs> Al's gonna go with Reed to the office. 
ICAC um, is the thing. Okay. Derek, Hotch, Gideon, and Katie go to Cleveland. And Gideon is like, can't we like track their speech patterns and see if there's somebody? And she says, you know, you can't really do that because of like internet talk. Which I think maybe at the time, but nowadays we've like, internet talk has developed so much that it's so natural that I feel like nowadays you could do that. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how often you're on the internet, but like, yeah, I think you probably could. You know, because you'd have like acronyms you favor. Like I use LMAO all the time. Yep. (laughs) You know, oh, right. Um, I'm saying it because I also use LMAO all the goddamn time. I thought that was a criticism against me. I was like, okay. No, I'm not about (laughs) to come for your ass when I do the same thing. (laughs) Like some people do like LOL or some people key smash. You know, like I feel like nowadays there's like enough diversity and and preference that you could. But at the time it was super like. Super new and super hard to like get a central read on i think a lot of it because a lot of it was early chat rooms right Um, you couldn't get like today if i went into like different fandoms on twitter they would have their own lingo and their own sort of like generals ways of speaking but like if i were to go into a fucking like irc chat room i got fucking nothing yeah um and the examples that she gives are lol laughing out loud imho in my humble opinion um which nowadays it's in my honest, honest opinion. opinion. I think it was always in my honest opinion. I'll be very real with you. Yeah, me too. I can't imagine. Uh, I can't anyway. imagine it being in my humble opinion. Nobody on the internet's humble. In my humble opinion. Um, also, <laughs> she goes FTF and Derek is immediately face to face. And I was like, like, I can get one. I can get one. <laughs> I just was like, Derek, why is the one you know? Face to face. It's because he's a fuckboy on every dating app imaginable, and I love him so dearly. For he's it. like on Grinder, and he's just like, <laughs> FTF, I'm in Cleveland for the night. Sorry, I got you on that one. Oh no. Yeah? Swallow. <laughs> I tried to swallow part of it, and then I like. <laughs> almost started coughing so i was like shit now i'm gonna hold the rest of this in my mouth until until i calm the fuck down <laughs> why do you do this to me every <laughs> goddamn time i don't i can't help it the thing I is, is like, you stop talking to take a drink yeah so when you exactly. stop talking i nervously fill the space and end up saying some shit that like kills you the thing is, I also try and do it, like, so it's away from my mic, so I'm, like, off camera, too. Like, James and I look at each other while we record this podcast. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'll do it off camera fully so James does not know when I'm taking a drink. And yet! And fucking yet! See, that's your problem. Do it on cam so I know you're taking... I don't do it... I, am- <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. If I don't know you're drinking, how am I supposed to know not to make a dumbass joke? Stop being funny on this show. We're not supposed to be funny, James. Come on. Anyway, Derek's grinder profile is like mask for mask. You know, like face to face, no names. Oh my God. It so is, unfortunately. I love him so dearly. But also, he's he's a guy with issues and problems. Yeah, he is a guy with issues and problems. Okay. Oh, and also Katie's like afraid of flying. Which... Was just like a character trait they gave her, which I like. 
I was like, cool. Give me a character trait. But yeah. then also, for some reason, I, Gideon like reads her to filth and he's like, ah, uh, because of your control issues. And she's like, no, I just don't like flying. <laughs> she's like, I'd like, rather be on the ground. The <laughs> so funny. It's like, why Gideon, do they why? have this sort of like, they almost have like angry tension. And I don't know Antagonism. why. Antagonism. It's yeah, it's very antagonistic. Well, because like, they've known each other since the beginning, so they know each other's like dirty secrets and shit. But the other thing is, when when Katie walks in or whatever, mm-hmm. oh um, yeah, and she's like, "Really? Oh, really? I heard Katie was a bit of a bitch." And then Gideon is like, "Nobody ever called you that to your called you that," and she was like, "To my face, maybe." And I was like, "Did he call her a bitch?" And she found out about it. Like, what is the petty what's drama? Deal? They have such petty, like, office, like, drama. Yes. These are people who worked in offices next to each other for far too long. For far too long. And then she left. I just, like, 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 what was their deal? Did you see that, too? It was just so weird. He was really, like, weird towards... She was, like, the consummate professional. She was so good. Like, hardly ever snapped back. Hardly ever anything. Um, And... He, he was, was just so one. weird yeah. this episode. He had this was a weird Gideon episode. Yeah, it was a weird Gideon episode. Once you think about it, you're like, why were you like that all the time, sir? Yeah, he also like didn't like he talked to the principal, but he didn't do like too too much. But then at the end, he's like staring at the boy and the mom getting reunited, and I was like, oh, are you like emotionally invested in this? Because I didn't pick that up before. Yeah, he like weirdly doesn't do anything on this case he's just kind of there to bully people yeah. if needed he's like go here go here go here go here Derek walk out of the room like what's it all right um we learned there's two categories of pedophiles situational where they don't seek out children they like are opportunity offenders and then preferential where they will target someone jobs that put them in contact with kids they'll stop kids they talked about the thing of like going outside someone's home and like hacking into their internet and then like talking to the kid from outside their house. And that shit scares the shit out of me. I feel like it's less common nowadays for people to do that. I'll notice somebody sitting outside of my house on a laptop. Also people are better about internet security. They change the passwords from the like factory password for the most part. Um, but then the other one was like just sitting in a cafe that has wireless internet access. And I was like, so every cafe. So, well, this was also 2006. It wasn't every cafe back then. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying like today, like I don't like. Yeah. I mean, it's still a thing, right? That's why we use VPNs. Yeah. So. Uh, and then she says, I did write this down. The monsters are already in our homes. And then she like holds up her laptop. Yeah, and then it just, like, zooms in on her laptop a little bit, and I'm like, okay, guys, All I right. understand. We get also, it, the internet's bad. Was this <laughs> super nece- Was the zoom in on the laptop necessary? Was it, it just, necessary? It just reminds me of the fucking Hankel episodes where, like, Reed is on the laptop, and then he, like, notices something, and he stands up, and he, he's in a police station. He stands up, and he goes, does this building have wireless internet? And the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, He's on the computer. Like, I was like, I would never in my life be like, is there internet here? Like, of <laughs> course there's internet. It's a place of business. Like, yeah. So odd. 2006. All right. 
JJ calls and she's like, why don't we release the image of the kid? And they're like, no, he could shut down the auction then we'd lose him. And um, they're like, Elle and Reed are going to go check the live feed um, and they're going to meet Amanda and the, um, the FBI. What? Oh, Derek, Hotch, Gideon go to the chat room office and Katie's like, I want database access. Which like, And damn, if they're going to fucking get it. Yeah, they Can already had a warrant. This? Can we talk about this chat room office? Oh my god, I... <laughs> Bruh! <laughs> the woman eating Chinese food out of the box, and, like, the guy's like, yeah, I mean, we got some servers down, but, like, it's cool. He's just, like, Let's some dude in his 20s. Yeah, he's wearing this god-awful, like, uh, like button plaid short-sleeve button-up. And he has, like, a striped tie. He's (laughs) tucked these both into, like, a nice pair of jeans. And then (laughs) the other people in the office, like, this one lady is, like, eating Chinese out of a container. Chill. She's also the, like, she's dressed, like, business casual. She has on, like, a nice... A Blouse, nice button-up yeah. shirt and, like, some khakis. Everybody else in this office got a different memo for what to wear that day. There's yeah. one dude in a hoodie. One dude is wearing, like, shorts and flip-flops. It very much felt like they were trying to replicate, like, Mark Zuckerberg, but they didn't do it good. <laughs> it was just very yeah, confusing. 2006 startup, like, I made my Facebook in 2007. So, yeah, it's, like, that early, early, like... I'll wear shorts and a hoodie to every single briefing or what the fuck ever. Yeah. But also, like, I've... I worked at a startup last year. Even if the dress code wasn't too, like, strenuous, like, it was just like, hey, wear closed-toed shoes because there's manufacturing equipment on the floor. Everybody still dressed, like, more or less to the dress code. Maybe it was just in the early 2000s. Maybe it was different. I don't know. It's just like, it was funny to me that like, not only did they not have a dress code, they were like, guys, we absolutely, one of you guys has to dress like something different every day. Only one person in the office can be in business casual. Everybody else <laughs> do you have something else. a rotating else. schedule of <laughs> yeah. business casual. Thursday's my day to be business casual, you guys. Oh my God. That was so interesting. And he like runs chat rooms like on servers um i just feel like they had no idea what that like meant so they were like he's gonna be talking about like some some things are down uh and she's gonna be on her lunch break uh like (laughs) yeah it was just very much like we don't know how this actually works so yeah Yeah. um okay so then there's one thing they did get right though is they're in this like shitty warehouse yeah with like (laughs) it's like definitely like a rented like space like Every um, startup I've ever seen is always in like either a shitty warehouse or like a really nice business building. There's no in between. No in between. No in between. They go into the chat room with the owner, like on his computer or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, of course the FBI wants to infringe on our freedom of speech, privacy, free internet, blah blah blah." Here's the thing. Okay, this uh-huh. is one of those like I think it is still kind of like a murky area because it's like on the one hand yeah i don't want the government to be in charge of the internet 
I we Definitely don't want censorship. Do yeah. to be in charge of the internet. We don't want censorship. We don't want this. We don't want that. But then also, like some of these chat rooms are just like actually pedophile hubs. Yeah. You know, so it's like, at like, is it on the chat rooms? owner to police that and like what if the chat room owner is a part of it so then yeah how do you you know so it's like one of those things where like you know ultimately i think it you know parents have to teach their children internet safety etc cetera, etc cetera. but also like whose job is it you know to regulate like there needs to be some regulation some punishment you know but also, you know, there are pedophiles in YouTube comments. Yeah. You know, and it's like YouTube's not deleting them. So, like, is the government just going to be, like, trolling YouTube comments? You it's know? such a weird, yeah, it's such a weird, murky, murky yeah. area. Because, like, there's no one right answer. And it's not going to yeah. work forever or... No. I mean, and everybody is like on that. the internet. Yeah, You exactly. know, so it's like you literally can't you know do anything about it i mean that's not true people do things about it but like you can't stop new people from doing it you know it's kind of like the hard yeah it's just god this episode man i know it was like too close too real too real (laughs) um derek fishes as a 12 year old girl he's like i'm susie i'm 12 and immediately starts getting like messages do you like ice cream do you like this take that um the way that they show it is so funny though because like they show the the screen for a little bit and then they just keep you keep hearing the dings in the background of new incoming messages and i just think it's very funny (laughs) Um, it's like a lot of people on in the middle of the day huh yeah, I guess. But I, I just think it's very funny because, like, then they show a shot where you're, like, looking down the row of computers. Derek's at the far end. And then Katie and the, the owner, the fucking, the 20-year-old startup genius is there. um, And he's just like, okay, yeah, you can you can go. I just think it's such a funny, like, yeah. the, the shot that they do is just, like, unintentionally really funny. Yeah. But also, I feel for this guy. The guy is like, what can I do about this? Like, what do I do? And though, and Katie's like, what can I do? Isn't good enough. Or Gideon says it. One of them says it. And I was just like, but I mean, like, what can he do though? Like, do we just not have chat rooms? You know, like, I don't like, he's not created this for pedophiles. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Like, what can you do? I guess he could hire people to, I mean, moderators. But also, like, if it's all happening in DMs, are you going to be reading people's? Yeah, yeah, you're going to be reading people's DMs, and like, we know kids lie about their age all the time. Yeah. So it's like literally, like, what, what can I, a person, do? I'm not, you know. So it's difficult. It's a difficult situation. Um. Okay. Gussie and JJ have routed the dude's IP. He used a. Like, there's nothing in the IP, but he used a basic encryption code for payment to the server. So here's my question. So Mm -hmm. payment to the chat room, right? So here's my question. If it requires payment to use the chat room, how are children signing up for it in 2006? Nowadays, all right, you know, fake PayPal. 
get Japan's credit card, whatever. But like in 2006, a 12 year old, like signing up, paying for a chat room using encryption, like the Bitcoin, like what's like, how are there 12 year olds on the site if you have to pay to get in? Like that was my thing. I was I like, don't, what? Yeah, wait, hold up. You know, you're correct. I didn't think about this at the time because I was like, yeah, it's I, a, I just, like, it's a chat room you pay time. for. But yeah, what the fuck? So no, wait, like, hold up. Now this, now this twenty year old startup genius seems a lot more malicious than he does stupid. Now, if you realize that it's a chat room that you pay for, yeah, unless it's something where you have like a premium membership and are not premium membership. Yeah. You know, like when the premium membership, you can like create private chat rooms or, you know, friend request or like whatever, you know, but there's no mention of that. But the way they find the guy is that he used a basic encryption for his payment and she got his address through it. Also, why are you letting people encrypt the payments they send you? Unless also, you're encrypting you letting... it on your background. Yeah. So that was something that I was literally like, what? Yeah, why is there an encryption program involved here at all if he's just putting his credit card into your website? Yeah, like, so it's like, what's like, what is actually going on? So it's like, one, you're letting people encrypt their payments so you know before people... they send them to you, or is yes. it now, here... guys? I know that every website that collects your money and everything that collects your money should absolutely encrypt it on the back end. Mm-hmm. But when they are taking in that information, right? It shouldn't be encrypted. You you should not be the one encrypting your information to send to them to decrypt it so that they can then re-encrypt it. That yeah. seems stupid to me. So yeah. why? <laughs> yeah. What is going on here? Yes. And it wouldn't even be like a cryptocurrency because there weren't cryptocurrencies yet. <laughs> no, there weren't. It was only 2006. Yeah. So it's like, what was happening then? You know, and then and then if it is, if they are using encrypted payments, then like how are, again, how are children getting on there? Okay, those are my questions. I have so many questions about the techno technological aspects of this episode of Criminal Minds. I do too. Um, okay, so they get the guy's address. They open like the website. Another another web he he uses the same credit card to pay for another web a web site. domain for a web domain yes. that's right and they open the web domain and it's a kid being held it's the fucking kid from Spy Kids yes it's um Daryl Sabara who is most famous for being in Spy Kids also secondarily also famous for being married to Megan Trainer <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's also yeah. a professionally trained like ballroom dancer. I don't know if you knew that. He recently, if you look on his IMDb page, recently he does a lot of voice acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in Ben 10 for like the last six years. Oh, wow. As Ben 10? As, I don't fucking know. He's as Heat Blast. I don't know who fucking Heat Blast is anymore. Might be one of the aliens. I'm not sure. Aliens. Um, but he's also been in, yeah, he's been in like Ben 10. He's also been in like the spider-man tv series like he's he does a lot of voice acting is what i'm saying yeah um that's what he does um, now but he's also famous for being in spy kids and being married to megan trainer <laughs> so funny okay um yeah so he's being held 
And they're like, oh my God, he's got another kid. Let's go. So Gideon, Hotch, Derek, Katie go to this dude's house. There's like rock music playing. He's like, he's clearly like being a cam boy. And like, I don't know if, if like for me, the second I saw the screen telling him what to do and the voice being like, oh, show me your butt. I was like, oh, this is his job. He is a cam boy. Yes. He is a cam boy. But I don't know if in 2006 it would have been more in two thousand and six, also him being a child. That's right. If if I walked in on like my roommate doing that, I'd be like, "Oh, so you're just you're just making money." But if I walked in on a child doing that, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, you that's know, true. like also he was supposed to be fourteen, but like I was like, "That's a grown ass man." He, let's see, he was born in 92. This episode came out in 2006. How okay, old was he? Would have he? Been, he would have been about 13. Yeah, he would have been 14. He was 14. Wow, I don't know why you looked... thought that was a full-ass man, but he looks wow. way different now as an adult, by the way. Really? I think maybe it's just because you've only seen him as like 12 years old in Spy Kids. Sure. <laughs> he is like a full adult now. Proud to say he's kind of hot, actually. Oh, yeah. I thought he was going to be like 17 in that. Like, that was the twist is that he was only 17. But no, he was fully 14. He was fully like 14 years old. Uh, He just has adult face. He has a beard now. Let me send you a picture of from from his IMDb page. Um, He's (laughs) actually kind of hot now. I'm so sorry. This is from a zombie movie, but. Does he still have curly hair? Yeah, he still has the curly hair. Good. I sent you a picture on Discord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We're discovering today that Daniel said that Daryl Severa's hot now. Yeah. Um, Okay. Anyway, he's doing his butt thing, whatever, whatever. He also talked very adult, which I guess is part of the like trauma thing. But I think that contributed to like my thinking he was older he didn't like act you could very else. much tell that this was a um like that this was written by an adult yeah like it felt like you an know? adult you know yeah um okay anyway they burst in they're like where is he where is he you see all the people leaving the chat the kid like unties himself it's his father's house um he also keeps saying like um I've never left this room. Which they kind of specify when they do, um, they show like newspapers on the front lawn. Like he never left the house. Yeah, but he keeps saying, I've never left this room, but it's like your dad's been in jail for eight months. How are you eating? He's got his credit card, dude. I guess he just orders food. But if he doesn't leave the room, how does he get it? Do they like bring it up the window? Like, (laughs) I'm just saying, criminal minds. Oh, damn, he's hot, though. He's hot now! <laughs> damn. All right, okay. That's weird. It's a weird feeling. Um, <laughs> it's weird being the same age, right? He's a year older than I am. But, yeah. you know, when you're little and you're in Spy Kids, you don't you don't think of that. Of yeah. That. I was like, yeah, he's my age. Cool. He's a child like I'm a child. And now I'm an adult and I'm like, he's a child. But no, he's he is older than I am. He's he's older than you are. 
Uh, I don't like that. All right. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. So then they're like talking about how he's like hustling like for money. And they're like, usually you hustle on the street. And then Katie is like, yeah, but now the hustling is like online. Um. Which they say really dramatically, but is also like just a fact. Um, so I don't like the way they she was like, and now it's online. I was like, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, the world's oldest profession is gonna find a way to keep being the world's oldest profession. Like, right. it's not just gonna stop because the internet is here. Right. right. <laughs> like, um. Yeah. So then they say that, and this kid is Hugs, which was the guy who gave them the link in the beginning. Yes. He so he is the one who uploaded Peter's video. Um, but he's not running the auction website. And they were saying that like part of being a pedophile online is trading files because the act itself of trading the files is illegal. So it like mm-hmm. proves you aren't the police because you're doing an illegal crime, which I think like makes sense. But then also like we know that like police sell drugs on the street to catch people buying drugs or they like solicit prostitutes to cat or yeah i thought that workers. like wasn't a thing i thought the like i thought that if police were undercover they could still do yes. crimes yes am i 100%. correct in thinking that 100 yes. percent. then why does this show try and make you think that they can't <laughs> i have no idea oh that, sorry now that i'm thinking about it it's probably just part of their propaganda but <laughs> Oh, you're can, so right. Cops are doing crimes. Because if they crimes. can try and get people to think that cops can't do crimes, then they see people doing crimes. You're like, can't be cops. Um, but also, like, I feel like it's widespread knowledge now that police can still do crimes if they're undercover. Also, police do do crimes like all the time, just like, like for okay. shits and giggles. It's also like a thing that like drug, like a policeman will go undercover, or a detective will go undercover to catch like a drug dealer, and then find out that the big drug dealer is like another cop undercover trying to catch drug dealers like yeah that's the thing that has happened so many times <laughs> it's so funny it's almost like if the police like stopped dealing drugs there would be fewer people dealing drugs whoa, whoa. no way wow whoa. um that's i mean but that's right that's the whole joke of like if you're a cop you have to tell me it's the law yeah. <laughs> like are you a cop you have to tell me it's the law <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, they talk to this kid. The kid's, like, unsympathetic to the boy. Um, he says, like, no one ever touches me. Or they say, like, you're, like, doing prostitution. And the kid goes, what? I'm just a kid. I don't even know what I'm doing. And He's he goes, so good. He's I know. so good at, like, I just He's like, I'm just a him. kid. I don't know what's don't happening. Know what also, I don't let them touch me. I do not go to them. I don't do that. I stay here and I'm safe. It was a weird, well, I mean, I don't want to say weird. It was an interesting, like, line in the sand of, like, I don't do sex work because I don't let them touch me. When, like, But it's also very, like, I don't know, like, it's very much like a child's way of thinking about it, I guess. It very much shows his age and his trauma response of, like, they don't, nobody touches me. Right, that's he's still like period you know, nobody quote touches unquote, me. in control yeah you know yeah um but yeah but it's one of those things that's like i mean it's still like only fans is sex work yeah you know no no judgment on that but it is sex work you know just because you're not 
having sex or just because you're not letting someone touch you doesn't mean you're not selling sex, you know? Yes. Yeah. So I felt, thought it was really interesting to like him be like, no one touches me, so I'm not doing it. You know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then Gideon reads this kid for filth. Why is he like, so harsh with this literal child? I know. The literally 14-year-old boy abused selling himself because it's all he can do. And Gideon is like, your dad used to beat the shit out of you. So... This is a bad Gideon episode, because I think he's just the bad guy all the time. All the time, just so rude, weird shit. Uh, so he's basically like, your dad hit you all the time, and you couldn't do anything about it. But like, this boy, you could help this boy, though. And then the kid is like, get out of the way. And logs into the computer and it's like, here's my actual transcripts. And that's where they get the name Metavaz. Metavaz. Yeah. Out of everything they said this episode, I was like, yeah, this sounds like an internet screen name. It oh, makes yeah. no sense, but it's pronounceable, so it sounds like an internet screen name. It's just like some dude being like, I'm cool as shit. Metavaz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Like, I... <laughs> the... The main person hugs Kevin. I was just like, that's kind of an unrealistic screen name because that one's definitely taken everywhere by now. I was going to say, then like, I saw who... Metavos, I was like, yeah, okay, I, that that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're really showing our, like, internet age here, huh? I know. In that we're, like, judging this 2006 thing for being very out of date and old when it was 2006. <laughs> it, I, was using... I was eight. I hadn't logged on to the internet yet. <laughs> you were eight in 2006 i we've talked about this before i'm so sorry that i was born in 1998 i'm so sorry wow okay well it's fine l and reed are with amanda Mm -hmm. watching the webcam and they're like he has everything he needs this is whether like he doesn't need to leave the room he's got the food he's got the toilet or bed like whatever um and then reed is like oh my god that's exactly it it's not a room there's no doors like, a room has doors. <laughs> Even a prison cell has doors. Yeah. So he's like, they must be hidden away. So the unsub must anticipate being investigated. So he built the room around the boy. Which is, like, cool. That ultimately comes to nothing. I mean, like, we see the guy hitting well, the wall down. No, but I also do think it comes to something. Because I think it plays to the fact that he was talked to before in this same investigation. Right. So they're like, what changed? Because last time he was like in a bedroom and this time he's in a bedroom. Yes, exactly. Right. And so that's right. what I think that kind of plays into is that like he was talked to before. Right. That's so right. Um, you're right. Okay. I'm always right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Belarus is in the Mediterranean. It's close. Fuck you. Okay. Continue. You're welcome. Uh, Metravas. They say that he's been talking to this guy, or he's been talking to Kevin for six months. Metravas is always asking to meet up. He's local to Alexandria. And Katie is like, ask for an FTF face to face. And the kid is like, I've never been out of the room. And they say the FBI will protect him. Because the guy's like a need-driven offender. So like even if he's suspicious, he like won't be able to resist. Cool. Ellen Reed are talking about Peter. And, and Amanda's like, a year ago, he was like in a normal room. And they're like, wait, wait, look. It looks like he's been being given off-screen instructions. And he puts the shirt on. They're like, someone must want to see him with that shirt on. And then Garcia's like, 
Wait, that's a tadpole shirt. They're a wilderness group. Not tying, compass wielding, you know, boy stuff. Only men can wield compasses. And Tina, we learn Garcia has four brothers. Does that ever come up again? We, I mean, we meet her brother in like season fourteen. Oh, really? We meet Do we one meet of her brothers. Brother? Yeah, it's I. I really won't spoil it. Um, but it's like has to do with what happened to her parents. Um, but she has four. Oh, brothers. yeah. Um, I think I know we're talking about. Her. I'm pretty sure they're all stepbrothers. Um. Anyway, JJ well, that makes no- sense because isn't she adopted yeah. anyway? Yeah. Well, her mom remarried. That that last name was Garcia. That's why she has Garcia's last oh, name. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's her stepfather's Sorry. name. Yeah. Um, Garcia like secretly has a tragic backstory that I won't spoil. But when it happens, you're like, what? <laughs> All right. Um, so the kid's wearing that shirt. JJ sees the numbers on the sign of like a torn badge. And Garcia's like, yeah, yeah, the unit numbers. It's always three digits and then a six. Um, so there's like 999 combinations, Garcia says. Oh, and then Garcia calls JJ Kitten. Which is so cute. And they I was like, have oh. so many rights this episode. So many rights this episode. And it makes me laugh because I just keep thinking of Flarpy Blunderguff. And like, that does not come out of nowhere. Everyone always in the fandom like always forgets that that's like JJ and Garcia's joke. They always think it's like Derek's joke. But it's literally Garcia and JJ like, have a text chat where they just like make up sex positions and like it's believable because all the way back in season one garcia is like you know i'm gonna do that i'm already doing it and jj goes yeah of course you are and she goes that's what i do kitten and they like flirt with each other and i was like hell yeah <laughs> get it janelope writes okay Metrofast is going to meet them in Alexandria and they realize it's outside of an elementary school and Al's like, I'm going to go. And Reed goes, Hot said you're not supposed to leave. And Al goes, don't try it, Reed. And just like, leaves. So like, cool. And Reed's like, okay, I guess I'm coming with you then. Yeah, like, you're if we're going to get in trouble, we might as well get in trouble together. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay, so then we see Kevin waiting outside. The, the old. So earlier we saw an old man like, receive the message from hugs and now like the same guy walks out and he sees kevin and he goes oh you're taller in person and kevin is like bye (laughs) just like ditches and he's like hugs kevin uh and then Derek like shoves him into the wall is like handcuffing him and katie is like whoa 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 we need need his his, permission we need his corporation yeah and Derek is also, like. Also, um, is it weird to call somebody by their screen name IRL? No. If somebody yelled Kyanite across the room at me, I don't think I would respond, honestly. No, no, no. When I went to uh, Chicago Pride with my friends, they all called me Uni because I was God's unicorn. Everyone called me Uni. That's true. Um, I think people do still call me Kai a lot. But I, I think like, of you in my brain as Kai, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, another thing is like nowadays we'll give out our first names. That's true. Or we at least day, have like a shortening like, to go back to. Like yeah. I shortened down Kai and I to Kai. Right. Or like God is a unicorn to uni, right? We all like right. still shorten those down. I just think it's weird when like you have a screen name that's just like one syllable and it's hugs. like, oh, hugs. And then calling that out at IRL seems weird. He gets arrested and they're like, you're a school principal trying to meet up with a 14 year old kid. And then they say social services is coming to pick up Kevin and Hopps goes with them. 
um, Elle shows up and Elle's like, Reed told me you needed me here. And Reed goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> and Reed is like, or Hosh goes, yeah, I don't think you did, Reed. And when they go to like walk away, Elle is like, thanks a lot. <laughs> it's like so funny. <laughs> she like tries to like blame it on him and he's like, no, don't get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, he's literally like, no, don't snitch on me. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay. So Alan Reed are going to go search the guy's office. He has a doctorate in child psychology, um, but they realize that there's no computer in his office, which to me was interesting because like, I get there being no like personal laptop, but like, where's his school computer? Yeah. Why doesn't he have like a school, like, like a desktop, a desktop. Yeah, exactly. That was really odd to me. 2006. Um, <laughs> literally, I don't know. Uh, so then Reed is just going around pulling on drawers and then he finds a locked one. Elle comes over. She uses like a nail file to pick the lock and he goes, did they teach you that at the FBI Academy? And Elle goes, no, they taught me that in Brooklyn. And I was like, I fucking, okay, we get it. <laughs> like, we get it. You know how to do crime things like pick locks. <laughs> cool. You're from New York. Like, everyone in New York knows how to pick locks, I guess. I guess. Um, and then they find the laptop. All right. Okay, I think I'm almost done with my notes. Yeah. Well, four pages left. Um, the principal, it's like, I'm not a pedophile. Is the boy okay? I was just trying to save him. I was going to save him. And Derek is all like, oh, you weren't going to save him? And that's when Gideon is like, Derek, go help them search the office. <laughs> you know? I think this is kind of like the first hint at yeah. Derek's like intense... I like this moment. Yeah, me too. Um, Gideon and Katie are with the principal. Derek, L, and Reed are trying to get into the computer. And Derek goes, Reed, you're a genius. So like, do something genius. Um, and then Reed actually realizes that Metavoss is save them backward. Which... I don't, like, super understand the importance of that. Like, the guy keeps saying, like, I just wanted to save them. I just wanted to, like, save them. But also, like, oh, my God. But Katie goes, yeah, maybe while you were saving them, you could have avoided having sex with them. And I was like, (laughs) I know, I had that moment, like. (laughs) And the guy's just like, yeah, all right. I deserve that one. Like, but I like didn't super understand that. Like, like they needed to make his name make sense. I guess he can't just have like I a guess. dumb internet name. Yeah, um, but like also like internet names do make their own sort of sense. sense I guess true. even if they don't actually make sense. Sense. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay, Garcia and JJ like are trying to figure out the numbers, but it's like. They can't zoom in more without distorting the picture. But JJ sees that one part of his shield says Mount. And they realize it's Mount Pleasant, Virginia. Troop 3446. Cool. They're on the principal's laptop. They don't show like what it is. But like they see it. And then the principal is like, oh. Um, but also they, they do the thing where they like it's reflect in his the images in his glasses. Oh. Which I think is kind of cool actually i do kind of enjoy it 
Because you only see it and like through the reflection of like what he sees and you only see it when he's looking at the laptop and he tries to avoid like he keeps looking away. You just see like skin color and like shadows like enough that you're like, oh, this is going to be like a naked picture of a child. Yeah, Uh, it's just it's it's a really good way of. Yeah. Showing it. I really like it. Yeah. Um, So the guy keeps being like, it was research for like a book I'm doing. But it's like, why do you need like actual pictures of child pornography like on your computer for like yeah. a book? Uh, and then he goes, yeah, it's it, it, it's my book. It's my book. And then Katie goes, really? Because it looks like a hundred years in prison on me. <laughs> uh, and then the guy says he was contacted by the man who's holding Peter. He goes by the name Manchild. Um, and the principal um bid eight thousand dollars and he like thinks he was the highest bidder he was like given a code um to go back and like re-talk to the guy and the code was butterfly so they message him mm-hmm. and then we see the guy like sitting against a wall with the boy like inside the wall but on the news it shows the principal getting caught so they like the guy's like hello agent cole like the guy like realizes that it's not the principal messaging him I don't, my question though is like, how did he know it was the principal? But I guess because they were talking about like an online pedophile ring in the area, he would like. I guess, yeah. And I mean, you can Mm -hmm. only, I think he also might not have known it was like the principal specifically, but like the news report was talking about how like they busted a big pedophile ring. So he's probably like, oh shit, it's either this guy or somebody else in the area. Who else has (laughs) $8,000 lying around? I'm going to shut this down for my own safety now, you know, like. Yeah. Um, so then it goes back to the BAU. The website has gone down. Garcia's freaking out. Okay, JJ comes in with, like, a cup of coffee and, like, a to-go box of food. And I was like, JJ went on a snack run. She's so cute. She left, she comes back, but then the website's down and they're like, oh, shit. Um, then Derek is, hangs up the phone and is like, JJ said that they put it on the news so, like, the guy knows that we caught the principal. So, Elle, Derek, and Reed are in a car together. Elle is driving going to Mount Pleasant. They have two hours left at the auction, and it's 60 miles away, so they're in a rush. And then this is where Dar- uh, Hotch is like, "We, I hope JJ like bought us some time. So then JJ is like on the phone, and she's like, Harry, I got a story for you. Please leak this. Um, So they're going, they're trying to like bluff the guy and say that like they're looking in Virginia. The kid's about four foot tall with brown hair. My thing is, though, like, how is that going to tell them they're looking in the wrong place? They are looking yeah, in Virginia. I thought they're in Virginia. Yeah, Mount I Pleasant, Virginia. I guess because Virginia. it was a different, like, Well, but, but the, actual news, the actual news report says they're looking in Alexandria and the kid is yeah. creepy tall. But JJ doesn't say that. JJ is like, they're looking in Virginia and then they give an actu- accurate description of the kid. And then the news says Alexandria, three feet tall, sandy blonde hair. So, like, when they reported it, it was wrong. Wrong. I think they just did not know what the fuck was going on there. Also, JJ's line is ADR, 100%. Because you can see her mouth not lining up with what her voice is saying. So yeah. they, like, redubbed that at some point. I don't know. Um, and then we see JJ is like, like her, she's like sitting on Penelope's desk, drinking her coffee. And I was like, JJ is the only person allowed to drink near Penelope's desk. Because, because Penelope knows that she's not going to fuck it up. Yeah. 
JJ's trusted. L, not trusted. Reed, not trusted. Gideon, not trusted. JJ, trusted. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Okay, the website goes back up. They have an hour. JJ tells Hodge. Um, and then Gideon is like, the tadpoles are a church organization. So, like, maybe the church knows something. So, Derek and Al and Reed go to the church, and Gideon and Hodge are going to go to the school. And this is where Katie talks about feeling guilty about giving up on Peter. This is where she's like, you know, it, it's so hard to decide, like, do you stick it out and try and find the hard to find child? Or do you, like, give up on a kid in order to find other kids, you know, like? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I completely understand the, you know, dilemma it's there. such uh like, oh. Yeah, it's so hard. Um, so Derek, L, and Reed go to the church. The priest says, like, yeah, that group was disbanded six months ago before I even got here. Like, the previous, like, church runners were super disorganized. He was like, there's not enough interest in the group. There were, like, four kids or three kids or something. And there aren't any records, but they find a photo. And there is a picture of the kid, Peter. Um, and then Elle is like, I know that people write things on the back of pictures. So she takes the photo out and it says right there, Charlie. Which I love. That's such a tiny, none of the like boys thought to look for that, but she's like, I know what my mom always did to photos and flipped it right over. (laughs) I just think it's very funny. It's very cute. Uh, so then the school, they're at the other people out of the school. And they're like, we need to find the kids who were like in first grade, but didn't register for second grade because it is September in the show. So it's like the beginning of the new school year. So it's like, who didn't show up to school? And the kid's name is Charlie Sparks. And the dad is the one who took him out of school. And then the woman is like, they ask her, like, could you describe the dad? And she's like, no, sorry, you know, so many kids, the start of the new year, like, blah, blah, blah. And they just like, leave. Leave. (laughs) They just say thank you and then leave. They don't even say thank you. They just leave. And she's like talking. And then she like looks up mid-sentence and they're just like ditching. And she's like, all right. (laughs) Um, Dick move. Y'all dick move. Okay. And then they all just like meet up on the street, on a street. (laughs) I was like, where are you right now? Just like a street. Um, There's no record. Oh, the kid's name is Charlie Sparks. There's no record of anyone named Sparks living in the area for the past 10 years. So they're like, obviously, it's going to be like a different name. And Reed says, you know, a year ago, he was in school. He was in a normal room. And now he's in a prison-like room being hidden away, not in school. And Gideon realizes that Katie must have almost caught the guy a year ago. So, like, the guy knows her and he knows that and he'll be in her records. So Garcia and JJ watch the auction close and it's all sad. Uh, Derek's watch goes off as though he synced it up directly with the auction. Yeah. Yeah. His little alarm goes off. I was like, that's sad. That's Uh, dedication, but also very sad, bro. Yeah. Uh, So then we see the man grab a sledgehammer and he's like breaking down the walls. The kid is like calling out like, dad, dad. Like while he's breaking the walls down. I was like, oh. I know. Uh, yeah. Katie calls Amanda and is like, call Penelope Garcia. Get my files from my desk. So Amanda's giving the guys 
names and the date of birth and like one's in prison one's dead you know they're going through um so then we see Again, the man jody lynn o'keefe very yes. hot in this Your episode favorite. Yep. she's very hot she's okay very that's all <laughs> okay. uh, see you next episode, nerds. See you next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um the man is wearing like a jumpsuit with like glasses and then the kid is in like a wheeled trunk like yeah. a toolbox you like see him wheeling that out and it's like uh-oh um so then garcia gives derek the info Eight out of the 12 men are in prison. One is dead. One is in California. Two live in the area within 10 minute radius. Um, I wrote a question here and I said, why not bid on the kid? Like, why not pretend to be a new person and like bid on the kid? Or like, why not start bidding like immediately? Like, why not just like buy Yeah, I don't know kid? why they didn't try to, harder to like get themselves in this operation because they came from an undercover agent. So like they were already there. Yeah, Why that was the, that was the thing that really like confused me. Like, I feel like there should have been like one person just assigned to like bid on the kid, because clearly it was going to end in an in person meetup. So there could have just had like a backup of someone trying to like bid on the kid. Yeah, I don't, I don't. That know. confused me. I was like, I was like, just buy the kid. Like, I don't. Anyway, it feels bad to say, but like. I know. Do the illegal thing for like a little bit longer. You were already there. Well, like, <laughs> you know, cops can't. You know, cops break can't the do law, illegal things, so. which is bullshit. <sighs> Hate that guy. Uh, so then Derek gives the two names, and Katie's like, "It's gonna be Michael Earlson. The other guy's too stupid." Um, <laughs> I love that she's immediately like, "No, it's not that yeah. motherfucker." <laughs> she's like, "That other dude is stupid as shit." Uh, it's gonna be this guy. So the answer gets in the car, he's leaving the house, and then boom, cars pull up. Derek grabs the guy and fucking slams him into the car. And this is one yeah. of those situations that I'm like, yeah, kill that pedophile. But also, like, you're still a cop, though. You're still a cop. You can't just go throw him. He wasn't running around. that quickly to, like, warrant no. that big change of momentum. Yeah, like I get it. We everyone hates a pedophile. Everyone should hate pedophiles. Yes, but like you, a cop, Derek, in these early seasons, so much force with the unsubs. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh. cops. Katie's like looking into the car. She opens the hatchback, and there's the trunk. And she's like, you can tell she thinks she's gonna find like a body. Yeah, and like for a second, you kind of do too as the viewer because yeah. you haven't you see seen the boy yeah. alive since. Yeah, breaking the wall down. He so was like, breaking oh. the wall down, like. Uh, um, uh. But then she opens the trunk and he's fine. But he's like calling for his dad. He's like, "Where's daddy, daddy?" And she's like, "You're okay now. It's okay. You're fine." Which also, um, like him calling for his dad, is heartbreaking because you're like, "Oh my god!" Like that was your dad for the last six yeah. years. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. Also like you, you just think that's how dads are. Yeah. And you still like love him despite all this stuff. Like Ugh. you literally don't know any differently. I oh. just, wow. It's, this episode yeah. breaks my fucking heart. <laughs> I know. Uh, so we see Katie talking to Michael Earlson in the um, interrogation room. She comes out. She says the kid's real name is Dustin Powers. Um, he was abducted from Newark, New Jersey when he was one. Uh, JJ found the mom and she's on her way. 
Um, and then this is where Hotch is like, you're the longest at this job. Like, you need to get out, maybe. And she's like, I don't think I could. Like, I mean, like, what? You're just going to go do other things knowing that, like, you've left the position to help children. Like, you could have stayed yeah. and helped more children and you're just going to leave. Like, I get it. That's hard. Yeah, exactly. And I think this plays a really good part in, like, you saw Elle's sort of, like, hesitance towards coming back. And then you yeah. see at the in the same episode at the very end, you see her saying, I don't know if I can get out anymore. Like it very much like this obviously is referring to Elle's eventual leaving. Hey, guys, in case you haven't realized, spoiler alert, Elle leaves this season. Um, um, eventually, we'll get better about spoilers because we'll be actually into the show and we can talk about things in context of their past and not their yeah. futures. But for now, we're still going to talk spoilers. But like, I think this is a really good. Yeah, really good. Like point where they are very clearly saying if these people do not get out this job may kill them right this job will be all that they have if they do not leave right and so i think it's it's obviously referring to l but i think it also plays really well into gideon's eventual yeah breakdown yeah it's good for both of them and i think that like we see this sentiment reflected again as more people leave like i think when emily leaves it's a similar like I have to go, I can't do this anymore, like, blah, blah, blah. You know, we see that with, like, other agents. They get to the point where they're like, I'm I'm done. I have to be done, you know? And, like, with Um, Emily, she leaves and then comes back almost healthier for it. Yeah. Um, I think it was good that she left for a while. Yeah. Uh, But, like, other agents, they leave and, like, I don't know. The BAU treats it like they fucking died, but they're off the, being happy they, somewhere else. They leave and they are never mentioned again. They literally die. Yeah, it's like they've been killed off. And I I wrote a, a little thought piece about this once, but I think it's really interesting the way that like, it's like because the team is framed as a family, when you leave the team, it's not seen as like leaving your job. It's seen as like you are choosing to leave your family. You're choosing and, to abandon your family. Yeah. And that's why it's like when they leave, they don't get talked about again, really. Like some of them do. Emily gets mentioned like twice. Derek obviously com- well, is mentioned. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, people do get like, sometimes they'll get mentioned. But like Alex Blake doesn't get mentioned. Kate doesn't get mentioned. Elle one time someone gets compared to l but other than that like l doesn't get mentioned like gideon doesn't really get mentioned like it's like once you leave like you have betrayed the trust of the family like we have all sworn to be here together and then when you leave that's it you know um which i think is a really unhealthy way to view it yes you know it's rough it's rough. It's like by joining the team, you're like signing away your life. That's like how they all see it. So when you choose to leave that situation, you are like breaking your oath, even if you go to another department, you know, rough stuff. All right. The mom arrives. They're like, don't say you're his mom. Just introduce yourself. Like it's going to be a really like long process. So the mom goes to him and the team kind of walks away, but Gideon stays watching. And the mom is like, what's your doll's name? And he says, oh, it's Jack. He protects me. And then the mom says, my name is Jackie. And the kid's like, she really? Like, she and like shakes the doll's little hand and she's yeah, like, she's hi, like, Jack. My, my name nice is to Jackie. Meet you. 
It's like literally like this kid got taken at one years old, but like when he needed someone to protect him, he like picked his mother's name. Don't make me cry like this. It's this episode. And you can see that she's like, she is crying. She is barely holding it together. Because like, obviously she has not stopped missing her son, right? How could you? You know? But also- he was taken at one years old. Like, what does your son remember of you at that point? Right. And also, and then like, she's faced with the idea that he remembers that she protected her. And I'm so sad. I know. And it's like, literally, like, you don't know what bond you're going to have with that kid. And it's like, as your mother, rationally, you're like, I miss my child. I miss my child. But like, you barely had time to establish a bond beyond the natural one. So it's like, when you come back together, like, what? What's that going to be like? What's that connection going to be like? So to see him again and to know that even though he's been distanced, even though he didn't know you existed, he feels you in his bones. That's your son and you're his mother. And you don't have to worry about like the inherent connection that a parent and a child have because you still have that and he still has that for you. And like you can tell that in that moment, even though it's going to be a long process, you know it's going to be okay. You know yeah. they're going to be okay. Ugh. Criminal Minds, good show now? Criminal Minds, question mark, good show, question mark? <laughs> is this show good now? No, I'm pretty sure the next episode is terrible. But this well, episode, good! We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Also, Gideon, standing outside of the briefing room, watching this happen... No smile. I was expecting no. him to have like a a little um, smirk. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Just no emotion. Stone yeah. faced. Yeah, which I thought was interesting choice. Weird. Weird, but also like foreshadowing. Yeah. That he's like slowly losing his um ability to find joy. Comfort. Yeah, joy in saving people. You know, we don't see him put a picture on the shelf. You know, we don't see any of that. Like, we have been. Like, does he even write this kid's name down? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. James, Mm. scale of 1 to 10, what do you rank this episode? (sighs) Shit. I'll be honest, I'm going to go pretty high for this one. This is one of my faves of season two. Really? Yeah. I'm struggling so much because I know what's coming. Yeah. And I know how high I'm going to rank those episodes. I'm going to give it a seven. A seven? Okay. I'm going to give it a seven. I liked it. I don't think when I am like, oh, season two, I'm going to remember this one. (laughs) But I liked it. Yeah. I, here's the thing, though. I just think on its own, this episode is really fucking good. Right? Like. Yeah, I'll give you know what I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. You're gonna go with an eight, okay? Because I was also about to rank it an eight. Because I'm like, I can rank multiple episodes eight, nines, and tens this season. Because we might have some, you know, like it's not. I know what my eight, nines, and tens in this season are. That's why I set a seven. But I do, I will give this episode. I just think this is one of the better, one of the best early episodes before it gets into what we call true season two, right? Like this is (laughs) true blood. This is good. <laughs> it is good. And there's even, I mean, the fact that I kept having to pause it to like. To like do something else. To do something else shows how much I was like hit by it in a way that 
Criminal Minds episodes haven't hit me before. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think it did a much better job of like the bread trails. Like we didn't know who it was. You know, we've been saying that we know who it was halfway through and then it's just like, how do we get them? But we really didn't this time. Yeah. And I think it was much more focused on the kid and less on the guy. You know, we don't end up learning anything about this guy. But for once, I don't care. need to. Yeah, exactly. I don't you need know? to. He's not the important part here. He's just the boogeyman. Right. Like, the right. kid is the important part. Yeah, and I think that's really important. Because, like, in other episodes, the Lila episode, the uh, machismo episode, we, like, want to know more about those umtubs. But, like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, who's this woman? Like, damn, tell me about them. In this episode, it was literally just like, it was, it did a good job. This episode did a good job of being about a larger issue of predators online and how scary that is, while at the same time making us care about this one specific boy. Yeah. I think it it did a really, really good job with that. Yes, complimenting criminal minds for once. Sorry. I know. We've 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 finally done it. We found an episode (laughs) of Criminal Minds that we are complimentary on. Yeah. Which, you know, surprises everybody. But especially us. (laughs) I think the problems I have with the technology aren't even like criminal minds was stupid about technology. The problem I have with technology was that it was two thousand six and the internet fucking sucked. Like Yeah. It wasn't like criminal minds being stupid. It was like, that's just how 2006 technology was. Yeah. I think it's just, it's just a really good episode of Criminal Minds. Really solid. And the first one we're like positive on. Yeah. Is this, this might be one of the first episodes that we're like, yeah, this is a good episode. Like this is I mean, we we gave a couple like eights. Yeah, just one. because we gave them AIDS doesn't mean that they were actually good in the canon of Criminal Minds episodes, you know? That's true. Whereas this one, I feel comfortable saying this is this is good. a good episode of Criminal yeah. Minds, period. No more quantifiers, just period. Yeah. Yeah, there weren't any moments that I was like, totally eye-rolly, like, ew, gross, this is stupid. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, a good yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Criminal Minds. Okay, okay, on the up you're and up. Get, you're getting into it All now. All right, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> next week, we're going to have a real, or next time on Wheels Up, we're going to have a real, it's certainly an episode of Criminal Minds. I don't remember <laughs> if this one is good or not. What's it called? Next, next time on Wheels Up, we are going to be watching Season 2, Episode 3, The Perfect Storm. I think this one's actually kind of no, good. No, it's good. It's good. Is it good? Okay. It's good. This one is um this one is one of the oh, first like true like partner like unsubs that we have. The perfect Oh, I thought this was like a movie. I like went to look it up and I was it's like a fucking Yeah, movie this show. is this is I think it's a good episode. I just don't quite remember it. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Then we'll we'll see next time on wheels up until then you can follow us on twitter at wheels up pod or on instagram at wheels up pod 
Well, and also, you know, leave a review anywhere you get your podcasts. We um, really do appreciate it because it really does help us get up those podcast charts, baby. Yeah, leave some Apple reviews for us, please. Leave nice ones. Leave nice Apple podcast reviews because I saw a nice one and uh, I literally, it almost made me cry because I was like, this is so nice. Thank you. Yeah. And I immediately sent it to James. Yeah. So and I was like, oh my God. Leave, if you leave us Apple reviews, we do read each and every one of them. So if you do, thank you. We would appreciate it greatly. Yeah. James, do you have an ending quote for me? I do. Okay. As Penelope Garcia says, I am anything but basic. So true, Queen. So true. So true. So true.